It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Now sent out and thrown in. Coach Jetka with the save. Wow, Piotr early tested and passes the exam. Oh. Now we'll send one out in front to Natchez through the legs and to Smith with the save. Oh, what a move, Marty Natchez to be denied by Casey DeSmith. And move the puck back into the Pittsburgh zone. Jack Drury got a little jump in his step. He'll get it to Nason. Drury and Ruta go after a turnover for the Kansas. Wide for Taravine and 40 seconds left on the power play. Natchez is there. His shot short side. And DeSmith with a high danger save. Stahl stays on side. He'll charge into the penguin zone and then he's given a rough ride by Latang. But Stepan will come out with it. And then a chance for Shannon scores! Brady Shea continuing to light the red light from the blue line. Crosby streaking down the wing. He has Raquel with him, and Kochetkov makes a save, and then Crosby with that backhand flips one on, but Kochetkov with the clock. Behind the Penguins' net. Leaves it for Stahl. Stahl stopping and starting. Back to the point. Shea just chops it one. It finds Jesper Foster up front for Stahl. He scores! Again, Stahl gets a stick to it. Taravainen along the boards. Nine seconds left. Now it goes back around. Kane's trying to clear. Latang keeps it in. Sent out in front. Going to be knocked down by Raquel. Back to the net. And time expires. What a gritty win for the Carolina Hurricanes here. 3-2 is the final. The Canes come up with two goals in the third period. And they stay on fire. Points in 11 consecutive games. They move to 19-6-6. And, and what more can you say about this group? Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast with your host, Adam Gold. The Canes Corner Podcast is a part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. And now, here's Adam. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. Well, that was fun, huh? Uh, we've got a lot to talk about. See how much we can get done in about 30 minutes' time, maybe a little bit less. We are brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. There's no place like it. Sammy Hanna and his crew do a great job. You should check them out. If you need windows or siding or entry doors, storm doors, hmm, maybe that. They've got it all at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can get a free no-obligation estimate online, aluminumcompany.com. We're using our indoor voice. 
this evening. Normally, and I'll, I'll paint the picture for you. Home games generally do the podcast from the arena, from the radio booth, uh, and we can be a little bit more emotive and things like that. And for road games, we will do it from the back porch, which is a screened-in porch, but it's a little nippy out there tonight. So, because I have been in the arena until I left to come home, I figured we're going to do this podcast indoors. Now that you know everything about my life, uh, let's go on. Five in a row. Nine, oh, and two in their last 11 games. 10, one, and five in their last 16. Okay, why do I bring up adding a win, a loss, and three overtime losses to the ledger? Why do I do that? Because there are times last year, year before, blah, 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 when people complained about not getting to overtime and getting the cheap point. Well, if we had just gotten this to overtime, we could have get. Yeah. Well, there you go. Remember the stretch where Carolina was really struggling to score. Not that they are on fire offensively now, because they're really not. They're just okay. But remember when they were really struggling to score. They were averaging about two goals. It was two and a half goals a game. Yet, they were actually getting points. It was kind of remarkable that they were still managing to get points during that stretch. And we talked about, hey, the Hurricanes are getting points without playing well. This is either going to be a house of cards and they're going to fall apart, which obviously didn't happen, or we're going to look back on this time when they weren't playing well but still managed, managing to get points as, hey, remember that time? And that's where we are. So in their last 16 games, only once did they leave the rink empty-handed. Only once. And that came against the Arizona Coyotes at PNC Arena. So they're on an 11-game point streak. And look, I thought today's game was exceptionally good. But before we get to that, here's what the standings in the Metropolitan Division look like as of right now. No matter when you're listening to this, as long as it's before Monday's games, this is what the schedule looks like in the Metro right now. New Jersey, 21, 8, and 2, 44 points. Carolina, 19, 6, and 6, 44 points. New Jersey holds the first tiebreaker, which is regulation wins. Uh, That's in their favor, and Carolina will take a crack at New Jersey on Tuesday night. We'll see what happens uh, with that one. Anyway... So, Devils, Hurricanes tied on 44 points. The Rangers, who won uh, in Chicago 7-1 last night, Sunday night, uh, are on 41 points, and Pittsburgh is on 40 points. Those are the top four teams in the Metropolitan Metropolitan Division. By the way, 10 of the 16 teams in the Eastern Conference have positive goal differentials. It's pretty good. I think it's a pretty good league. Uh, Anyway, here's my take on the game. Penguins were the better team early. First, ooh, 12 minutes of the game. I thought it was a significant upgrade. At that point, we were going, hmm, Carolina is going to be pretty lucky if they can get out of this period tied. And I think ultimately they were, but they were much better 
really toward the back end of the period, and it probably had something to do with the fact that Rod flipped his matchup. He started with the stall line on the Malkin line, and with uh, which was with who was it? Denton Heinen and Brian Rust, and he had the Stasny Svechnikov Natchez line on Crosby's line, and ultimately he flipped it, and he put Stahl on Crosby and left um, Stasny on Malkin that line, and it it kind of leveled things out. Carolina wasn't better than Pittsburgh, but at least it leveled out the back end of the first period. Um, and I really thought that, for the most part, this was an even game. I don't think... I think both teams played well, and I think you have, right now, two of the better teams in the entire conference with the way the Devils came in, having won seven in a row, 8-1-1 uh, one one in their last 10. The Hurricanes, obviously, are on now have won five straight, uh, but they are 9-0-2 oh, in their last 11. So two of the hottest teams in the league... Both playing, I think, very well. I think both teams played well tonight, but the Hurricanes got the extra goal. So, uh, again, I thought thought it was an even game for the most part, and that's okay. You don't have to kick everybody's rear end every single time you play. You just you played your game, and I think Jordan Stahl said it right in the post game. I think the third period was more of the way Carolina wants to play. I still think that uh, the Penguins were good in the third, but I think it was more of the way the Hurricanes want to play. They dictated the pace, uh, and they dictated the style of the game, and you see what happened on the two goals. Uh, Everything came from below the goal line, out um, the... And actually, all three goals did, if you think about it. Uh, All three goals started behind Casey DeSmith. They weren't pretty on-the-rush type of goals, uh, they all started behind Casey DeSmith. So why don't we do this? Why don't we just go through them real quick, and then we'll talk about some uh, some other things. Uh, the first goal at 325 of the second period from Derek Stepan, um, it really was Stefan Nason and Jack Drury doing some heavy lifting along the wall. Nason behind the net, Drury in the corner, uh, and ultimately those two guys combined to force a turnover, and Nason gets to the puck, kind of pokes it towards Stepan, who just jumped in and sniped one over top of DeSmith for the first goal of the game. This is in the second period. Now, remember, um, Pittsburgh, especially in the first half of the first period, really leaned on Carolina. As a matter of fact, the only time they weren't was when they were on the power play. Carolina's two kills in the first period were exceptional. Uh, and, of course, Carolina spent too much time in the penalty box tonight against a power play like the Penguins, especially as well as they've been playing. You want to stay out of the box, and the Hurricanes went to the box five times. Uh, really, four big power, four actual power plays. The fourth was for five seconds. That was the goal. That was the Ricard Raquel tying goal at 1-1. Um, but in the first period, Carolina's PK was exceptional. First pe- first penalty of the th- second period, uh, it was a lot of Pyotr Kachetkov killing off the power play. Uh, the fourth power play was five seconds, and that was the Malkin to Raquel pass in the slot. And the fifth power play was just for a handful of seconds because it basically came 17 seconds into 
uh, what 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 was the Hurricanes uh, would have been second consecutive power play. Uh, but the step on goal starts from behind the net. The Brady Shea goal, same thing. And by the way, and, and really just because I like you. Move the puck back into the Pittsburgh zone. Jack Drury got a little jump in his step. He'll get it to Nason. Drury Ruta go after a turnover for the Canes and they'll score! Derek Stepan in the right spot. It's second in three games and the Canes take the one nothing lead. Yeah, it was just a great play behind the net and in the corner. Jack Drury's really starting to play very well. It's a matter of time before he gets his goal and I think uh, Nason and Stepan both feel the same way, just giving Jack Drury a hard time. But I think the kid is playing very well, and this is becoming a very deep, very versatile team, too, considering that Drury has shown the ability to play up, bump up in the lineup if he has to, and we all know that uh, Stefan Nason can play basically anywhere with anybody. Uh, and be an effective player. He has just been one of those eye-opening presences this year. And remember, the Hurricanes are without look, the team on the ice tonight. Add Aho, add Kasha, if, and Patchy ready. I mean, go ahead, pull three guys off the ice on this team right now. It's, gonna, it's not, I mean, theoretically, it would be the three guys at the bottom, right? Theoretically. But how do you pull Nason off the ice? So these are uh, these are all good problems, right? Uh, the Brady Shea goal, same thing. All starts behind the net. Stall stays on side. He'll charge into the Penguins zone, and he's doing a rough ride by Latang. But Stepan will come out with it, and then a chance for Shea. He scores. Brady Shea continuing to light the red light from the blue. Yeah, Brady Shea's now fourth goal in seven games, four goals, two assists in his last, uh, and six points in his last seven games. And basically, that is Jordan Stahl taking a hit from Chris Letang, but also occupying two bodies. And he's strong enough to let Derek Stepan get the puck. He skates out with it, uh, throws it up the wall to Shea, who, and whether the, whether or not this is the Brent Burns influence or not, Shea didn't waste any time. The buck came out to him. He just ripped it on net. And you've got Stefan, Stefan and uh, Nason and Stahl skating across in front of Casey DeSmith. And Shea's shot was ticketed for the upper left corner of the goal. And there it is. And, you know, from distance, it's a, it's a goal that DeSmith wants to stop. But... He's also got two guys in his face, and it goes through. So, uh, great goal for Carolina. And again, does DeSmith want it back? Probably, but it doesn't necessarily mean it was a bad goal to allow. It's just one of those things where if you're screened, you're screened. We've seen it happen uh, a ton. Uh, and then, with a little bit more than, or a little bit less than six and a half minutes to go, Jordan Stahl, the beneficiary of his own hard work. Martinuk behind the Penguins' net. Leaves it for Stahl. Stahl stopping and starting. Back to the point. Shea just chops it one. It finds Jesper Foss down front for Stahl. He scores! 
6.27 left in the third. All three goals started behind the net. All three of them. Adam Golden Studio with my man Ryan Monsine from the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You guys have tons of products. Let's talk about gutters, specifically the gutter helmet. Yeah, gutter helmets can make it so you never have to clean out the inside of your gutters again. And also, if you need new gutters, the Aluminum Company can help you out with that too. You don't have to stop, get a separate contractor to do the wood rot, the gutters. We can take care of it all. The Aluminum Company in North Carolina is a one-stop shop. We give free, no-obligation estimates. We can come out there, assess what you have going on with your gutters and make a recommendation and make it so you don't have to get up on a ladder and and do a dangerous chore anymore. People don't understand how dangerous it is. Or maybe I'm just nervous when I get on a step stool because I'm not very tall. But that product is amazing. The gutter helmet is amazing. Is it one size fits all? Absolutely. The gutter helmet can work on existing gutters, new gutters, 5-inch, 6-inch gutters. We can help you with it all. 800-672-4348. Online, aluminumcompany.com for a free no-obligation estimate for your gutter helmet. It's one of those nights where Carolina's, the way they want to play, actually translated into the goals. They didn't have any fancy goals tonight, although I will say, and actually we should play it because it was one of those where it has to be described. Svechnikov now will send one out in front to Natchez through the legs and to Smith with the save. Oh, what a move, Marty Natchez, to be denied by Casey to Smith. I can't even, I, I don't know if I can describe it and do it justice. Looked like Natchez kind of spun, put his back to the play, then dragged the puck back through his legs and took the stick between his legs and tried to flip it over to Smith's pad. If he gets it over the pad, if he elevates it maybe another, oh, I don't know, five inches, six inches, it's a goal, and it's one that will be replayed until they stop playing hockey. It was nearly that good. And is honestly, it was the best way that Natchez could have gotten the puck on net. Uh, but I thought he and Svechnikov were excellent tonight. I didn't think Stasny was great, except he was very good in the face-off circle. And this was actually one of those games. And I almost tweeted this out uh, about, oh, I don't know, three, four minutes into the third period. And it became prescient later. Um, but I, I really almost tweeted this out, that this is the type of game where you really missed Sebastian Ajo. Not that you don't always miss Sebastian Ajo, although 5-0-0 without him in the lineup, facts only. Not that you're ever better without Sebastian Ajo. So uh, for those on Twitter who asked me that question, sorry. Uh, this team desperately needs Sebastian Ajo back, but... That doesn't mean they can't win games without him. You're not going to win the games you need to win in April without Sebastian Ajo. Anyway, um, but I thought that this was the type of a game where they were going to miss his dynamism. And I really think that was the case. But I thought Svechnikov and Natchez played really well. Uh, I loved the game of um, Seth Jarvis and Tavo Teravainen tonight, and I think Jesperi Kokanami had some really good moments. He didn't play poorly by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but I just got the sense that Jarvis and Teravainen were at different levels, uh, a higher level than Kokanami tonight. Uh, the stall line was, once again, outstanding. I think Jesper Foss played a great game tonight, and I thought the fourth line, even though there was some, you know, obviously there's limited... 
uh, amount of ice time for them. I thought they were super impactful tonight. Really, really good. And they this is the way the fourth line was playing for a good chunk of the early part of the season. Uh, and they have gotten back to doing that. And again, you look for little things. What what, are, what is a common thread? At the beginning of the season, the common thread was Jordan Martinook. He was on the fourth line, so they were really driving. And then he bumped up to Stahl and, to play with Stahl and Faust when that line was a little sleepy for the first six or so games. And, hmm, what line just got ignited? Well, there's a similar thing, I think, playing out with Stefan Nason right now in that everywhere he goes, that line seems to play well. So ride it out. I mean, nobody is under any uh, illusions that Nason is going to become like a 50-point scorer this year. Except, <laughs> right, he's basically on a pace to get 40 points. And that's pretty doggone good for somebody who basically plays on your fourth line and gets power play time. Yes, it's he has been elevated here and there because of injuries, but he has really, really been tremendous. So that's their forward line. And defensively, I thought Carolina, I mean, I think all six guys played well tonight. Jalen Chatfield had a good game tonight. Calvin DeHaan, he got the T-shirt, right? Calvin DeHaan had a good game tonight. I think Shea and Pesci were great. Shea was one of my three stars. Oh, Slavin and Burns were great. You know, this is we're starting to see the team develop and become what we thought they would be at the beginning of the year. So, all three goals come from behind the net out. You're playing incredibly well defensively. Think about Pittsburgh starting the game with probably 10 shots in the first nine minutes and 15 shots the rest of the game. And that's with all the power plays. So, and Carolina's been doing what Carolina does. Even though they didn't dominate the puck tonight, they just really make it difficult for you to get grade-A scoring chances. And really, that's what it was. That's what it was about tonight. All right. A uh, couple of uh, very quick things, and then we will wrap this up. Pyotr Kachetkov. Tonight was one where he mastered the moment, essentially. First goal was a redirect off a uh, pass from Malkin to the high slot to Raquel. Nothing he can, not even high slot. It was uh, basically between the hash marks. Nothing Kachetkov was going to do about that. Great goal. Second goal was a rush chance that looked to me like it was deflected off of Jacob Slavin's stick and kind of fluttered past Kachetkov. Now, maybe Brock McGinn scores it anyway, but it didn't look like it went through clean. Uh, And those are the two goals. But other than that, man, did he ever rise to the occasion when needed. And again, in the last 45 minutes of the game, he faces just 15 shots or last 50 minutes, rather 50 minutes of the game. He faces just 15 shots. It's hard to be ready. Now, I'm not saying it's an excuse if you give up a goal, because I don't think it is. But I think he just had to make a lot of very difficult saves. And he also was one of my three stars. I had, I believe, Kachetkov third, Shea second, and Jordan Stahl first. I, I love Derek Stepan. You all, you all know that I drive the bandwagon in my spare time. I drive the Derek Stepan bandwagon. But those were your three best players tonight. 
Jordan Stahl was the best player on the ice for, for Carolina. Brady Shea was exceptional, and he had a goal, and uh, a very smart whiff on the pass. Actually, it was supposed to be a shot that ended up on the stick of Jesper Faust, who gave it across to Jordan Stahl for the goal. So, uh, what a dime uh, dropped by Brady Shea. Obviously, tongue-in-cheek. But Kachetkov has been stupid good since he got here. He made 23 saves tonight. It's 9-1-4 in the season. 2.01 goals against. That's third best in the NHL. 0.924 save percentage. Fifth best in the NHL. I mean, the kid wasn't supposed to be here. I hate to be like Dante from Clerks. I wasn't even supposed to be here today. But the kid wasn't supposed to be here. He was supposed to spend the entire season in the American Hockey League. And uh, I know I went on with uh, Casey Hintz of uh, WRL TV5 News on Sports Extra um, Sunday night. And she said to me that Kachetkov is really making the decision uh, hard on the organization. And I corrected her. I said, no, he's actually making the decision easy. Because there is no decision. He's your best goalie. And until he until his play falls off, and you I, I'm gonna assume that it will, it it'll just there has to be a dip. Every goalie, the best goalies go through rough stretches. So until he's no longer the best goalie, he's gonna play a lot. And they're going to treat him like a number one, and they're going to roll him out there when he's ready to go. And when he's not, it'll either be Ranta or Anderson. And my guess is we're not that long away from Anderson getting enough time to become the number two and maybe get on a roll uh, and be there when Kachetkov's play does dip. But my gosh, this kid is playing Great. And I said it a while ago. When he is calm in his net, he is excellent. The trick for him will be to remain calm, to not get jumpy, to not uh, flail all over the place. Controlled flailing is exactly what we're looking for. From Pyotr Kachetkov. We got that on uh, a few occasions tonight. There was one on the uh, Ryan Poling save, which was a pass from Josh Archibald across and Poling cut across the net. Um, and he had to be athletic and scramble. And there were a couple of other occasions where he had to be athletic and scramble. So um, the more, but the more he's under control, the less he has to do things like that. Uh, and I just think the kid has been playing exceptional, and I love his attitude. Uh, and apparently he's funny, even though nobody can understand anything he says. That must be, you must have incredible timing. Incredible comedic feel and timing to be funny, and nobody can hear you. Nobody can understand what you're going to say. All right. Um, this is interesting, and then we'll, uh, we will say goodnight. Well, two things. The first is, I know people complained about the reverse retro uniforms. They weren't exciting enough. Where do I get them to be the actual red jerseys next year? 
Remember, black is the primary home color. That is now the regular home uniform, the black uniform, which obviously is very nice. I think we're due for a redesign on it, but I think it's very nice. So they're using the retro 25th anniversary big numbers. I love the big numbers. Gosh, it's so much easier to see, (laughs) to tell who's who, even though you should be able to tell who's who anyway. But when this season is over, I would beg them to use the red diagonal Canes sweater as their sweater. I just think it's an awesome, awesome look, especially with the black pants and the black helmet. So I, I dig the reverse retros. And finally, and what, will, what does this tell you about this team? This was the fifth set of back-to-back games that Carolina has played this year. They have nine more to go. This was the fifth set. There's one, I think, next week. I think it's next week or the week after. So, in the first half of back-to-backs, the Hurricanes are 2, 2, and 1. Eh, 500. A 500 hockey club, 5 points in 10 games. 2, 2, and 1 in the first half of back, back-to-backs. In the second half of back-to-backs, the Hurricanes are 5 0 and 0. That's all you need. That's all you need to know. The Hurricanes are 5-0-0 the second half of back-to-backs. They are a conditioned team. Oh, real quick. Tavo Teravainen, full go. Back, he is back to being Tavo Teravainen. He played exceptionally well tonight. Didn't figure in the scoring, but he was excellent. So, welcome back, Tavo Teravainen. We had seen it coming. We had seen it coming. And I cannot wait till Sebastian Ajo comes back. Because I kind of want to see Ajo, Taravainen, and Svechnikov. Just give it a shot. See what it's about. All right, we're out of here. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. On Hamlin Road in Durham, no place like it. Check them out online. Uh, free no obligation estimate there. Sammy Hanna's a cool dude. Tell them I said hi. You can follow the Canes Corner Podcast wherever you get your podcast. You can give us a rating. You can review it. I don't care. I just want you to enjoy it. But if you follow it, it shows up automatically wherever you get your podcast. Probably where you're getting this podcast. All right. Uh, until the Hurricanes and New Jersey Devils clash. That's right. For the first time, we'll welcome Dougie Hamilton back to town on Tuesday night. He didn't play in either of the, any of the games against the Hurricanes last year, I believe. I think he had a broken jaw uh, and was out. And I think the Hurricanes satisfied all of their games against the Devils before Hamilton's return. So we'll check out Hamilton in Raleigh. Again, maybe the pig will be there. That would be nice. Anyway, uh, we'll do that. We will see you all on Tuesday night. I am Adam Gold. This is the Canes Corner Podcast. Be well. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. The Canes Corner Podcast is a part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. 
Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.